There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had some fine guests in today. Yes, Wayne Bridge popped. Yeah, he was really good. I thought very, very interesting. He's just won SAS Who Dares Wins, the celebrity mm. version. He talked a bit about that, talked a bit of Chelsea. And... Only I'd seen it. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, it's okay. It didn't matter. You're going to be in the next series. We're putting you in. It's really easy. Don't worry about it. You'll be, you'll be fine, Andy. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, you're mentally disintegrate ant. That's what will happen. You'll be in tears because of you. Um, also, we uh, we had Lloyd Griffith pop in from Soccer AM, yeah. Grimsby fan goalkeeper. He was on good form. And we had a bit of a chat. We covered everything from the Royal Baby to last night's football yeah. and um, everything. So enjoy. Everything. It was a pivotal weekend. Yeah. I thought it might be, but I didn't realise that... Basically, it's all done and dusted now, except for the top two. It was well, incredible. I mean, you just couldn't imagine. There's a mathematical imagine. swing still oh, shut out there in the ether, of <laughs> yeah. course. You'd, but Arsenal would have to go and win 5-0 at Burnley, and you'd have to lose 3-0 or 4-0. They'd have to win, and you'd lose 4-0. All right, I think you're going to struggle a bit against Everton with a reduced team, but I don't see you losing 3-0. I definitely don't see Arsenal winning 5-0 at Burnley. No. No, the odds are with Spurs. It's uh, It was just mad, wasn't it? Everybody stumbling over themselves mm. to be inept, apart from Chelsea in the second half against Watford. They did play well in the second half. But that's Chelsea, off in the Chelsea first, though, all season. Oh, they were terrible. And, uh, you know, they, they only play one good 45 minutes. And it is interesting. I said to you ages ago that, you know, trying to play Kante in that position is the wrong idea. Yeah. And you didn't want him to get injured, but when he did get injured, it allowed Loftus-Cheek, who should be playing in that position, because yeah. that's a good position for him, to come on. And he was all right, a little bit slow starting, but once he got going, what a, what a player he is. Really I wonder if there's any new... I mean, again, on the on Son, I mean, there was some talk that they may, appeal, uh, may appeal that. Yeah, good, uh, good luck with Sending that. off. <laughs> well, Mark Housie was saying he thought it was more a yellow than a red, but I'm not altogether <laughs> sure the referee won't be backed uh, in that one. That was a red. It was a bit... Uh, look, Thought it was a red. Yeah, well, yeah I think I think that's <laughs> fairly safely a red. But on to last night. And mm. uh, I'm not going to sure, I, well, on, mm. on a personal level, I have, I have no more skin in the game on Liverpool winning the title. Pep saying he thinks the media mm. want Liverpool to win. I don't, I don't mind either way. That was so dramatic, so exciting last night. Yeah, it's very but exciting. But have you got a, honestly, I have no preference. I mean, they've both done brilliantly. Whoever gets it deserves it. I have no real preference. Mm. You've got a bit more of an axe to grime and Liverpool a as a Chelsea fan. But I, was, got, I, I have the same attitude to the league that I have every year. doesn't matter who wins. Whoever wins it deserves to win it. Yeah. 
You know, the league, it's an old cliche, but it's true. You can't cheat over 38 games. You know, you have to be the best team to win it. And if Liverpool win it, well, well done to them. They've been fantastic this yeah. year. And uh, you know, I sneakingly admitted to my son on Sunday, he was horrified that I actually quite like Klopp. <laughs> he wasn't happy with me. <laughs> no, there is a bit of a thing between Chelsea and Liverpool. And look, they won that game, and deservedly so, and yeah. Yeah, they're right up there. I, uh, I've had an idea there. I was watching Line of Duty Oh yeah, on Sunday. I've written to Jed Mercurio, the author, the writer, hmm. with an idea. I think Steve's brother uh, for the next series, DS John Arnott, yeah. Joins the team, and he sounds a bit like John Arlott. Oh, d- okay. Does he really? <laughs> and he adds to, yeah. And he adds to the sort of like the sort of jargon with a bit of LBWWG, and there's a sort of these cops meet in the pavilion at Lords. So I've got this whole yeah. thing sounds because you're not impressed. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> of course, it is. Even, I mean, the thing was, if he was, if he was, um, his name was. Arlet, that'd be a brilliant idea, but he hasn't even got the same name. But it's very similar. He changed it in later life, so it wouldn't be compared with John, right, whatever exactly. it was. Yeah, okay, fair enough. No, no problem. And it was too cold on the weekend for Ralph Hasenhutl's wetsuit. Yeah. I was very disappointed. <laughs> Ralph Hasenhutl's wetsuit, latest edition. The interview with James Ward-Prowse. And I don't know about you at school, we used to call Ashley Barnes's new haircut, we used to call that a, a haircut by Sainsbury's Meat Slicer. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's a b- terrible one there, really. But, uh, yeah, it was it's entertaining weekend's football. And uh, what else did I did I see? Oh, yes, Derby. I'm very pleased about Derby. That mm. was great. And pleased for Frank Lampard and Jody Morris. And uh, it could be Derby v Villa. It could be the Lampard-Terry Derby. Yeah, in, in the effect. final, you mean? The final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously uh, Derby, the underdogs. But uh, but their go-ahead goal on Sunday, I taped the match and watched a bit of it, the highlights, my own edited highlights. And Mason Bennett, who got the go-ahead goal, it was a really interesting one, that because he wanted to take his shirt off to celebrate. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't quite get it off, and it took him quite a long time. And you're thinking to yourself, "You've got time here now, not to do this, because you're going you're going to get a yellow card. You yeah. know you're going to get a yellow. That's not ideal. This is that little beat to think again yeah. and not get well, a yellow. Yeah, more card. than a beat. I mean, he just couldn't get the shirt off. <laughs> so he ran all the way to the corner before the. Sh- so he had all that distance, about thirty yards of running, to yeah. think to himself, "I don't need to do this really." Now it hasn't come off. I could just put it back on again, but he didn't. Fair enough. Just the act of the act of starting to take it off is that enough? What does what does the law well, of football say? Is it actually question. got to come off physically, or just the is it the intent? Yeah. Is it intent, or does it actually? Oh, who cares? Imagine that's a you are the ref, isn't it? Imagine failing your referee's exam on that. Whether the whole thing's got to come off, or yeah, that's it's very just good point. intent. Talking of refs, Mike Dean last night at the end of that match, he knew <clears> time was up. Yeah. And he made such a play, didn't he, of theatrically marking out the both lines, making them, everybody get back. As soon as the ball was touched, he blew the final whistle. Yeah. He thought, oh, yeah, all right. There was the a great commentary there. moment last night. Um, I, I thought I did like... Uh, there was a beautifully timed... I don't know if he rehearsed it or mm. not, but... Uh, when Ineacho uh, came on, uh, they uh, mm. he said, "Oh, what a chance!" That uh, was. Yeah, um, he said, "Oh, uh, they've gone two up top. Companies got company." company. <laughs> I thought, "Oh, that's clever, Gary. I like that." <laughs> but then, true. drawing back from that, he was talking about great um, <laughs> defenders' goals that we've seen in the Premier League, yeah. iconic defenders' goals. And he said, well, you know, you think about that goal by company will be uh, a goal we're watching uh, years to come. He said, you know, Adams, Bruce, you can put that goal in the same bucket. (laughs) I know, you pointed out that he, of course it was bracket, and I was thinking... Oh, yeah, of course it is. I thought, when I heard him say it, I thought, oh, it's obviously some sort of northern expression. Same old, <laughs> Maybe it is. Same old bucket. Maybe down here, we say, <laughs> we can put that goal in the same bracket. 
Not bucket. But you tend <laughs> not, not to bucket. say you're going to put that. You're going to put that moment in the same bucket, aren't you? But uh, well done, Gary. I like the first one anyway. It was good. Um, Martin didn't quite know what to do, did he? Mm. When the when the company goal went in, he almost went Aguero, even though Aguero hadn't scored it. <laughs> <laughs> he just went, oh, it's true. Yeah, he just he just made it a was, noise. Honestly, it was a fantastic <clears throat> moment there because when he got was. the ball, the, it was absolutely the last thing you expected to happen. Yeah. You just thought oh, this is well, including the Leicester defence. I said yeah. it was um, somewhere. Tim Lovejoy was watching it, saying, "Don't worry, it's only Vincent <laughs> Company." Yeah. It was like that it was goal, wasn't Ray it? Parler, they just it all was. backed off because you see, Chowdhury's more worried about the runners behind yeah. him, so he's thinking, "Well, he's not going to have a shot." So and I'm even if he does, he's not going. Well, he hadn't hit the target <laughs> since 2013 from yeah. outside the box. So. Lovely, it was a great. I mean, having said what I said earlier on, it. I mean, we've seen it 50,000 times subsequently from every conceivable uh, angle, including the chip in Vinny's brain. But it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is a sensational goal and it is a fantastic it moment. It was a great moment. But the in the Arsenal game on Sunday, though, that uh, it was 1-0 to Arsenal. I thought, well, that's fine. I'll yeah. stop paying attention to it. I'll, I'll go <clears> and watch England T20, the run chase. A very good run chase by Owen Morgan, played terrific. Mm. And I turned back and I, blimey, it's 1-1. But then I was thinking, oh, well, then one way's bound. And I even sort of contacted Mike Bogle and said, it's getting very close to goal of the Emirates, Mike Bogle, yeah. which we always used to have when we were hoping Arsenal wouldn't win and they'd just get one in the 93rd minute <clears throat> to clinch fourth place for the sort of sixth year running. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a shock, really. It was. But, them uh, and Manchester United, they were both real shockers. Because it would have been hard. You know, Spurs would have had, you know, difficult game against Everton with, you yeah. know, no son and Foyt suspended and, you know, you know, tough game against Ajax on Wednesday. Yeah. That's a hard game. And Chelsea, you saw Leicester last night. Chelsea going to Leicester on the last day was no foregone conclusion no. at all. Arsenal, one point in 12. They really threw it away. It was absolutely theirs to finish fourth. Leicester in good shape, aren't they, you sense, next season? Oh, yeah, season. I said that to you, didn't I, ages yeah. ago. Yeah, Pre-season with Brendan, couple of signings. Play some nice football. They've got some very good... I thought Chilwell did really well against... Um, blimey, what's... Ooh. Bernardo. Bernardo. Yeah, yeah. Bernardo yeah, yeah. Silva, yeah. Uh, brilliant, you know. So, yeah, I think all in all, they're going to have a good season. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Wayne Bridge with us Ooh. in the studio a little bit later on. And we have the book club. The 150 at Weatherby is underway. It's we'll bring off. the results shortly. Andy's uh, nap this afternoon for no apparent reason whatsoever was storming Norman. Storm. I did notice that today, but it was the 750 at Wolverhampton or something tonight. You noticed that, did you? Yeah, there's a horse called Acker Bilk. Really? You're going to oh, get yeah. on that? I've been black and white striped. You should wear a striped waistcoat. And a bowler hat. And a play the clarinet as he crosses the That line. sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Three stories uh, we can bring in out from the world of Italian football and here to guide us through them. Uh, Italian football expert Tancredi Palmieri. Tank, good afternoon. Buongiorno, guys. Buongiorno. Oh, Let's, buongiorno. Start. Let's start with uh, this. Um, now, when we touch wood in this country, we find a piece of wood, we hurry around the building uh, looking to touch a piece of wood. Because, touch wood. Yeah, we're doing it now here on this kind of Formica desktop. Uh, <laughs> but um, in Italy, it's different. And we know this because um, Maurizio Sari doesn't uh, touch uh, a wooden uh, surface. He makes a, a move towards... Is meat and two veg, uh, as we say over here. It's it's touching of the uh, the genitals, isn't it? Basically, in yes. Italy, that's what that's what you do. Yes, and, yes, indeed. Which I don't know if it is uh, a metaphor uh, on how 
uh, on how strong uh, genitals in Italy are or about what, but it just has been always like that. I mean, I heard you have uh, Wayne Bridge in studio with you, mm. so we might remember from the time of Claudio Ranieri at Chelsea and uh, I don't know what guys, Cudicini also, but whenever, whenever there is someone that is wishing you something uh, and you are a bit scaram- uh, superstitious about that uh, or whenever they are telling you uh, something like uh, wishing good uh, and y- you have to be precocious. So a good old uh, scratch of balls <laughs> is always <laughs> going with that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. I know you won't sleep otherwise after our mm. chat with uh, Tancredi and we're wondering what exterminate is in Italian. It's uh, <laughs> sterminare. Sterminare. Il medico. So uh, there we are. So you can do, uh, you do garlics in Italian if you really want to. Um, yeah. Dean Saunders uh, was chatting to Max Rushton on breakfast this morning. I covered quite a lot of ground. Dean has got a bit of a sideways glance at the world of football and he still maintains that Aubameyang's goal against Watford oh, no. when he stole the ball off of Ben Foster. Um, was... He said, for, I know his logic was quite good. Yeah. It was from a striker's point of view. Yeah. But how many times you'd have to do that before mm. it would actually work and it was a great goal and blah. but you know that's not what you go to football is it to no. see you know you have to say which is better Messi's free kick or that goal yeah but Dean maintains it's better than uh, companies uh, Ben Foster's been in touch with the boys they definitely prefer companies <laughs> well done to him um, but it did strike me I saw Gary Lineker tweeting about the company goal last night and he used that word again that I'm a big fan of when it comes to great goals context. I think a great goal isn't a great goal without context. Very true. And, well, not everybody agrees because they'll well, say... they're a, wrong. A, okay, fair <laughs> enough. But they'll say a great goal is a great goal in isolation. If you score well, no, in a isn't. park and it's a 50-yard uh, volley, it's, it's still, still a great, great goal. goal. but it's not a great yeah. goal. If you know Which is why saying. I always maintain the fourth goal. The people always say the greatest goal of all time is Brazil's fourth goal in that night, mm. Carlos Alberto's. Mm. And I think... No, he had given up. I could have, you know, they, they pass it around, they pass <laughs> it to death. I could have scored that. Well, they do. You could have just <clears throat> run onto it and drilled it in well, the corner. Okay, I may not way. have got the finish, but <laughs> if I put in as little effort, the Italian team is, what, five minutes left? The Italian team have gone. They've got nothing left. It's 3-1, mm. and then I put no pressure on the ball at all. Yeah, well... Honestly. It's an argument. So, well, it is an argument, yeah. and I'm prepared to have it right here, right now. Yeah, we're not with me. But anyway, uh, there's a lovely <laughs> bit of footage um, yeah. of... Um, I mean, we saw there was... You may have seen, as Vincent Company hits the ball, there's a couple of City fans walking up the steps, probably to go to the loo or go home early. Mm. Cheers, George. See you next week. Oh, I love that, yeah. But there is one bloke who's got to the top of the stairs. He's <laughs> going to the loo, or he's going to get a yeah. cup of tea or something. He gets to the top of the stairs, looks back down sees its only company and then just goes off. <laughs> so he had so little faith in his captain scoring. He just thought, yeah, it's only Vinny, I'll go and get a cup of tea. But he's in, the, he's in pole position to stand there for another, f- literally a that, second unless, longer. Unless you needed to use the facilities. I can't see why you'd leave a, the game at that point. It was so well poised. It was so exciting. Yeah. Uh, talking of exciting, of course, we've been very, very exciting all weekend, hasn't it? Waiting for the baby Sussex. Yeah. And uh, mm. I do love these people who kind of wait Outside, for example, people waiting outside Windsor Castle, mm. and uh, John Lockery, sixty-four from London, he was uh, he was interviewed before and after. Yeah. So before mm. he kind of said, uh, "What did he say? Where have I gone? <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. So what did he say, Andy? John Lockery. What he in said London. was, "It's so exciting. We can't wait." <laughs> Then you're I'll, making this up now, yeah, aren't you? Am, yeah, yeah, you're just lying through your teeth. <laughs> yeah. You're lying to the national radio audience. 
It's only on one piece I'll of paper. I'll find it at home. It'll be on the floor. Let okay, brilliant. Well, there we are. Just some of the things that people may or may not have said about the royal <laughs> no, baby. Said afterwards, he said, for he's a jolly good fellow, this tops <clears> the royal <throat> wedding. It's a royal baby. We're all so excited. Yeah. Is what he said. Great. Well, not that exciting. really good to hear. He's going now, to be called the Earl of Dumbarton, which is a bit of a funny name for a baby, I think. <laughs> it's a bit early to have that thrust upon you, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's w- not going to be the landlord of the Earl of Dumbarton, is he? <laughs> Windsor Town Crier, yeah. uh, 83-year-old Tony Appleton, yeah. dashed to the castle as soon as he'd heard. Of course he did, yeah. Oh, don't bother, mate. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, now, yeah. Um, we return to the subject of Vivian Bodycoat 61. Oh, yeah. And I have a question about Vivian Bodycoat. I'm coming back to these royalties. I haven't cut all these out for okay, nothing. Okay, all right then. Come on. I'll find the other quote. She is a grandmother, is Vivian. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she has got 37 tattoos of Jose Mourinho on her body. Yes, it's not normal, is it, really? Well, it's it, it's it, it's slightly obsessive. But the interesting thing is, we're not, her name is Body Coat. So mm. did she choose to coat her body because of her name, or is it just the <laughs> coincidence? I mean, it's true, isn't it? Have you ever thought we have well, spoken to her on the show? That's oh, right. Yeah, we no, should have asked her that question. We thought we wouldn't get her back today. It didn't seem right. Body cover would be you know, a better yeah. name for her. Really. It's, it's pretty close, isn't it? I mean, what more? T- oh, it's not good enough. And uh, yes, yeah, great. So it's a coat <clears> of tattoos. Yeah, um, well, maybe she has. Vivian, her amazing coat of, of Jose Mourinho tattoos. I don't understand the obsession with Jose Mourinho unless you sort of find him. In Incredibly attractive, and mm. maybe that is the obsession. Yeah, could but, be. Uh, Very understanding uh, husband. But I, by reading this report, I learned that Jose was in line for the Celtic job. Yeah, that's I, right. They've suggested me, really. She said she will get a tattoo of him. Um, mm. if that's the case and she will become a Celtic fan she yeah. says which is great news for everybody at Parkhead uh, uh, tattoos of Jose uh, mm. include one of him wearing a Santa hat which he obviously should get out every Christmas I don't know what it is <laughs> and one inside an Easter egg really? Was this like Jose popping well, up like Marilyn it, it, Monroe? Well that's kind of you know that, that's right so Easter she sort of stresses that one maybe she wears a t-shirt with a sort of a hole where that one is or... what are you talking about? <laughs> no idea <laughs> Trying to trying to justify Sorry. all of this. I don't know why, really. Are you going to the two, Andy? Would you get thirty-seven tattoos of Maurizio Sarri about your person, including <laughs> one of him uh, in yeah. a Santa hat, and then jumping oh, out of an Easter? I found John Lockery's comment before. Go the, on, okay, just give us that. He said, "I think it could be a girl. It would be nice. I think Meghan and Harry would like that very much." Okay, he was wrong about that. He wasn't was, he? wasn't he? Yeah, see, a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> no, John. And I like Ingrid Seward, who's the I think she's from Her <laughs> Majesty have to be quick, Andy. magazine, and she said, uh, "Her Majesty magazine." Yeah, I think that's wow. what it's called. The Queen. Yeah, Majesty magazine. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. And uh, she said, I, I'm sure the, the royal baby will be taught about things close to Harry and Meghan's hearts, mm. the dangers of climate change. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the first thing they teach That's him. That's the first thing they sit the Earl of Dumbarton <laughs> down and uh, get the grips with. Not, uh, yeah. So, and, oh, uh, yeah, right, that's it, Andy, it. for goodness sake. <laughs> Pack it up. It. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. For Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, we have the winner of SAS, Who Dares Wins, the first uh, celebrity version. Um, and it's Wayne Bridge. Hi, Wayne. Good to see you. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah. I mean, how are you doing? Because they, they put you through it a bit. I mean, it was, was it quite a while ago they recorded it, though? It was, yeah. It was back in October. So I've recovered since. Yeah. Um, but the, cover, the recovery period was quite long, to be honest. Mm. Um, I didn't think it would be. But the doctors and everything after is like, you are going to be tired when you get back. And I was surprised at how tired I was. I think there was like three, about three weeks. I was really, really tired, like mentally just drained. Do I suppose you thought maybe doing a kind of celebrity version, they'd cut you a bit more slack than they do normally in that series, but it didn't look like they did really. <laughs> Believe me, there's no slack at all. <laughs> and um, it's a lot harder than what you've seen as well. Mm. You know, a lot of it seems to be cut cut down and obviously cut out because they've got to make it into TV show and, and do a bit of editing. So it's a lot harder than it looks. Were you sworn to secrecy that you couldn't tell people that you'd actually won it? Uh, yeah, but I told. <laughs> was that easy? Uh, or, <laughs> or <not? laughs> um, it was pretty easy, to be honest, because a lot of people that I know love the show, and obviously, you know, they want to watch it and not know what's going on. Tried to tell them this is straight away, but just started bawling my eyes out. As you see, I like a cry. Um, it was it was an emotional experience, yeah. but it was good. It was yeah. I mean, I was reading subsequently today that you felt it's you know you, post football your confidence had been knocked a little bit, which I think people would be quite surprised to hear. But this was this was good for your kind of your, your sort of self worth and your confidence. This, uh, this show it's definitely helped with my confidence, Mom. Definitely more positive. I've always struggled a little bit with self-confidence anyway I think it's one thing when Glenn Hoddle came into Southampton that he picked up on straight away um, but I was one of them people like when the whistle went it was my mind was blank and it was just football 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 so outside of football I've always lacked a little bit of self-confidence I'd say um, and obviously retiring it was okay to begin with but I found it harder and harder to adjust to normal life really Do you think mm. you'd, as a player now with that issue you'd get a bit more help simply because people are a bit more aware of kind of mental health in sport Yeah I, I think so definitely 100% and you know you hear um, the um, DS boys on the on the actual show talk about you know it's kind of the same them coming out of what they do and the sports people are the same but to be honest i I guarantee theirs is probably a hundred times worse than what ours is when you see what what they do and put their lives on the line and stuff. Mm. So I think more can be done in, in lots of areas, to be honest. What, what was it for you then? What was the hardest thing to, to adjust to after football? 
I just missed just missed the buzz, I think. You know, it, it's probably the, you know, you're in that routine every day. You're told where to be, what to do. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like, wake up and what do you do? I guess, you know, if I was to advise, give any advice to any young players or any footballers, it's to kind of figure out what you want to do at the end rather than it just be there and you, you don't know what to do and you're trying to figure out. What, so I think have a plan, what you mm. want to do after football because it is, it is a short career you didn't have a kind of a sort of you know not been working on a sort of parallel interest that you thought you might go down to be honest I was just football 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 <laughs> all my life from a kid I never yeah. ever thought that I would do anything else um, so that's all I've ever wanted to do mm. and definitely I, I, I thought I'd be fine when I retired I thought I was actually ready to retire but you know, I, I definitely wasn't. Obviously, I had to for injury, but I definitely, if I could turn back time, I'd still be playing. And if I could turn back time, I'd have a plan what I'd be doing afterwards. Yeah, well, that's good advice, I think, I, if there's I, any young players listening. Absolutely. Now, I've got to thank you for one of my favourite moments as a Chelsea fan, of course, 2004. The goal your, against Arsenal. Yeah. Goal against Arsenal. I was, I was in India, I was on a holiday, and I was watching it, and it was about two o'clock in the morning. There was nobody else. It was a posh hotel. This, and there was nobody else there, and I just went mad. In the bar, were you? Yeah, in the Taj Mahal, <laughs> leaping across the whole reception, the lobby. Yes, that went well. I went pretty mad as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the Shouting. career highlights? Would you say? Yeah, I, I find it really hard, you know, because you know, I look at my debut for Southampton, and I've always supported him as a kid. And debut for England, but in terms of goal scoring moments I haven't scored many so it's definitely up there it was, it was one of the especially in such a big game you know the quarterfinals it was massive we kind of threw it away in the next game but yeah that was a massive yeah. highlight for me yeah that was the Monaco semi-final wasn't it yeah that was yeah and it's you know annoying. Arsenal been so dominant dominant over those years and you know it was kind of a turning period so I think it was I think every Chelsea fan that I speak to is very grateful to be honest yeah but, I loved it's, it. We were talking about Sari earlier on, and and we haven't talked about Gary mm. Cahill. It's going to be interesting to see what he he does next career wise. I'll be a cue for his services. Yeah, so you think. would think so. Um, but you know, sometimes when you when you're at a club and suddenly you're edged out and you're not getting game time, you found that situation at City. It, it can't be easy, can it? Yeah, it's hard. Managers change and they have a different opinion of you. Or you don't get on with him in any way. It is very hard. I'm very surprised that. Gary's going to be leaving, to be honest, especially an English player. And, you know, he's still got enough quality. There is going to be a queue of people that want him, I think. Um, I just found it difficult because, you know, you're under contract and then they're not, you're not wanted. You know, they might stick you and play with the kids. So, you know, you're not even integrating with the first team. So those things are, they are hard to deal with. You know, some managers are right and they treat you well. I think it's it all depends who's managing you at the time. So that that bomb squad thing they all talk about, you know, really does exist at football clubs. Oh, I it? had it in Man City. I think there's one point there's me, Nader Manua, Craig Bellamy, Shay Given, all training with the kids, Adi Bayol. And I, I was always one of them players that, you know, I was never any trouble, I was never going to cause any trouble. Um, I don't think there was any need for it, you know, to train with the kids. If if you're a bit of a bad egg, I think, you know, I can kind of understand it, but I never caused any trouble mm. and I don't think most of the players didn't, to be honest. So I thought it was a bit harsh the way you treat it. I think one season I was told not to um, come back for pre-season, called while I was on holiday. Um, wow. You can come back when we've gone away, so... How do you address that? I mean, Roberto Mancini was a coach, wasn't he? How do you kind of go about... Did you try and confront him? Did you have a conversation about it? Or do you have, does he have to go through sort of other parties? It all depends on the manager. I think with him, he just kind of didn't want to know. He'd washed his hands with me. So, to be honest, it was just get my head down, keep training and 
and I hope someone comes along and wants you. And I was lucky enough to have a few loan spells. Um, ended up at Brighton, which, mm. to be honest, those times at Man City were quite hard for me. And going down to Brighton, I know it's down the league, but started enjoying my football loads. The fans were great to me, and, mm. and, and I had a pretty good season. Um, sadly, after that, that Reading my knees kind of gave in on me, so that was the end of it. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Are you good at remembering games, moments, and games, things that happened, or is it a bit of a blur? <laughs> For me, it'd be a total blur. <laughs> it is a bit of a blur. If you um, I don't know if you watched the SS show, one of the things that stand out used to stand out in my head was probably the more negative things. Um, that's why I definitely needed to be a more positive person and think of the positive. So like. The West Ham debut sticks in my head. I played someone on side. I gave a penalty away. Those are the things. Mm, yeah, but yeah, it's it's all a bit of a blur to be honest. I, I never remember the dates or how many goals are scored in the day or what the scores in the FA Cup final and things like that. You say it was all football. You obviously loved playing, but are you a kind of student of the game? Do you kind of follow it? Are you a football fan as such? You what do you watch football with, it, with ever it's on? I look to see how everyone's getting on, mm. but I'm very hands-on with the kids, so the weekends are definitely with the kids. Yesterday we had a barbecue, so I was nipping in and out to watch the City game. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not... Avid, avid, but I'm always looking to see how they get on, but I don't always watch it. And that's mainly just because of family, really. I'm more of a do. I love playing football. Like get together with um, Tom Sellers, a chef. Um, he started off a game with my agency. We start playing against each other on a on a Friday and have mm. a kick about. Um, but to be honest, my legs... My legs don't last that long. Oh, really? You just you said the knees gave out. Fit, yeah, you, I, I'm all right in straight lines. Football's very not straight line run. A lot so of changes of direction. Back, That's what you just got <laughs> you know I mean? the left hand side. Joe Cole plays as well, and he's only just retired. He's on a totally different level to me now. Although wow. most would say he probably was anyway. <laughs> um, Vincent Company, another of your old teammates of City. You probably, if you nipped in at the right point, you would have seen him sort of scream a lot. I did night. see the goal last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah I did see it. It, um, it was interesting. We're just chatting off air about his reaction at the end in tears you you want look you start reading into that but I think we're all a bit surprised that, that he might not be there next season Pep has said we're going to go and have a beer and talk about it but you kind of hinted at his body language there maybe he, he knows something maybe I think it depends what he wants it might be does Pep see him playing still um, how, how long would a contract be does Vinny still want to play or will Vinny maybe not play and be part of the coaching team and go there. I, I don't really know, but if if I was Man City, I'd want him to, if he does go, you'd want him back to be part of the coaching staff or some part of the club because he has been there for so long and he's always had his head screwed on Vinny from a young age. Um, he was always a leader and it, he he was good around the dressing room. So I'm sure if, if he was to go, they'd want him back at some point to be on the coaching team. But mm. I'd like to think they'd keep him, to be honest. What's happened at well City enough. in this period has been, you know, in the last sort of five or six years has been pretty amazing, hasn't it? Really beautiful to watch, isn't it? Really, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it's unbelievable. And you know, playing for Pep, you look from the outside, it's like he just gives players the confidence. I would have loved to have played if it played under him. I think most people would. They look at Sterling and what he's done. It's just the way he's got the team playing. It's just so nice to watch. I'm not sure Leroy Sonny shares their view. <laughs> no, really tough, he's a really terrific player, but there's there so many, though. It's hard for me to, be, to be him. He's got so many good players. It's, it's, it must be a headache for him. 
must be. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. But we were saying earlier on, it does seem to balance it. Not many, too many of them are complaining, are they? I mean, someone like Mahrez, who's hardly had a sniff, uh, did complain at Leicester, but hasn't really complained at City. I think it goes to show how much they like him and being around, but I think, you know, that's, that is going to wear off, I think. So, it, it's not gonna, it can't be easy for him to deal with. Hmm. can't be easy at all. What about England? Because... Uh, we got three left backs. We we've really got we've got uh, Ben Chilwell, we've got uh, Danny Rose, and we've got Luke Shaw. There's talk of him going to Man City, wasn't there, Chilwell? Well, yeah, I Chilwell. thought he played well last night. Yeah, against yeah well, he is Silver. a good player. And, mm. Well, if he did go to Man City, I'm sure Pep would even make him an even better player. He could end up being England's number one. I they think. had a bit of a hug, didn't they, at the end? And if you saw our old mate Jeff Peters, who's a Leicester <laughs> Oh, he's fan. definitely coming to City. <laughs> well, then. He's 100% he put a coming cap- to City. Well, he is. He yeah, he's had the hug. He's there. Put a cap- Done deal. With that. See you at pre-season training. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at this sort of stage when you could be on the move, I mean, you were at Saints when you went to Chelsea, weren't you? Do you kind of just, is the word out there? Do you kind of get a sense you're on your way? You do definitely. There's there's talk and everything, and there will be talk amongst the clubs before it actually happens. Um, I remember telling Gordon Strachan, he was like, "You ain't going nowhere, mate." Chairman <laughs> <laughs> says I'm going, so I am. No, I'm going to give him a call. You sit there. Um, so you do know it's happening. There's talk, and it's it does. It and the other boys know. Do they? You kind of sense mentally you're out the dressing room. Do they sense that? Yeah, think? they do. But you know, it's. A lot of it's not very serious chat when that's happening. To no. be honest, probably of Southampton. Oh, you're going to the big money. Do you know what I mean? Just mm. a bit of banter, to be honest. I f- I found it really hard going. I think it was a no-brainer football-wise, but I was really comfortable at Southampton. I loved it, but the chairman was just it was no, you're going type thing. But it was it was the best thing for me. Got to win trophies. Yeah, you're you're taking on another challenge. I saw on Twitter earlier on. I was maybe <laughs> buoyed by what you did on yeah. the SAS show. You're going on a. We going on a bit of a. What is it about uh, Southampton <laughs> left backs, backs that want to yeah, take yeah, on yeah, a challenge yeah. after me Franny and, Banana? Me and Franny should do something together. Yeah, maybe. you should. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's ever going to go for a run again. Yeah, I think that may be it. what an amazing job he did though. For, we oh, mentioned it last amazing. week. What a hero he was. He is unbelievable to do what he done last year, the run that he did and stuff and. To go and do this, seven Ironmans in seven days is yeah. just unbelievable. He's he's definitely uh, got something going on up in his head. He, <laughs> he is mentally focused. Um, but yeah, what I'm doing is obviously a bit different. 156 miles across the Sahara Desert, Marathon de Sars for the Walking Wounded, which is wow. obviously a great charity. Um, so yeah, I need to get training. Really, I've had a bit of time off since October. <laughs> right, <laughs> and the knees are going to be all right. You're running on sand. That might help. I, I like to think it's going to help. Maybe if I lose a little bit of weight, so I'm not carrying as much, I should be all right. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that hold up all right. You, you did, by doing the SAS show, have you kind of has it kind of given you a a kind of feeling for the military? Having spoken to the guys on the show, has it given you a kind of different perspective, maybe, and and what they go through? I think I've always respected the military, to be mm. honest. I've said, you know, what was it like going into the room and and them speaking to you and stuff. To be honest, I was a bit privileged to be in there with them, to be honest, because they've done such great service. Um, and, yeah, to do it for the walking wounded, it, it is... I, I respect them so much. They do make you proud to be British, to be honest, so i do anything I could to give back to them. So when, when will you be doing it, Wayne, when you're taking this on? I can't remember the exact date. It's next April, May time. Right. Um, so 50 degree heat uh, over six days, 156 miles. Yeah, just going to stick a uh, yeah. running machine Paul said he quite fancied it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come did. and do some training. Come and have a go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I quite fancied yeah. it. Well, 156 <laughs> miles. Yeah. Damn it. Half marathon nearly killed me. That was enough. Thanks very much. <laughs> So, um, so if you had to pick, we didn't. We were talking England. We talked Chilwell, but then there's Danny Rose, there's Luke Shaw. I suppose that all of them would do a good job. Do you have a sort of particular 
preference? Or? I think Luke... At the moment, we go Luke Shaw. I think he's done tremendous coming back from his in- injury. Mm. I think he's... Because, obviously, there was a lot of doubt and he was struggling under Mourinho a bit, but I think he's definitely turned around and, you know, looking from the outside, when I do watch him play, he is, he is a fantastic player. And, you know, they're not having the best of times at the moment, United, but I think he is, he is one of their better players. Mm. Uh, we talked earlier on finally about about missing football and that was hard to adjust I mean do, do you want to fight, stay in football in some way do you have you done your badges you're thinking about it I haven't and I'd never say never but at this precise moment I haven't done it so mm. you know I don't know I I prefer doing stuff and that's why I find it quite hard to watch football because I want to be out there yeah I want to be out there doing it so you know I'm like I said never say never but I I can't see myself doing it at the moment I'd like to be like to be involved in somehow maybe you know talking to the young kids obviously I struggled with um, some of the self-confidence side off the pitch so you know or even give them some guidelines in what to do not to do how to act you know sometimes when they're kids it goes in one ear and out the other but I can try and give a bit back to the kids um, and hopefully point them in the right direction mm. and you did uh, uh, I'm a celebrity as well so you did a bit more reality telly if the right thing comes along <laughs> I don't think so. It's definitely not Strictly Come Dancing, I don't think. I think I can dance after a beer, but yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure he's too got, good at you've that. You've got a pretty decent dancer in the family. Yeah, Mrs. Could give yeah, yeah she's right. Yeah, she's yeah. right. We had a little dance off at a wedding at the weekend, to be fair. I think I won that one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, good to see you, Wayne. Uh, thank you, Thanks for coming in. And uh, good to see you. And, and all that. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport, making a welcome return to the studio. Now, star of Netflix new show, co-host of Flinch. He's gone global. It had happened it in is. the end. It's incredible. Grimsby have gone global. Uh, <laughs> Lloyd Griffith joins us. Hi, Lloyd. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. You are already finding about the, the kind of, say, the global reach of, of Netflix because you're getting some interesting uh, texts and emails from people, aren't you? Yeah, usually I just get the odd um, bit of abuse on a Saturday morning for being too tubby. Um, <laughs> but now I'm getting tweets from uh, India uh, I got I got I got a message from my uh, my te- my old teacher, Mister Reddin, who lives in Australia, and his pupils have been watching Flinch on Netflix, mm. and he he was watching it in in, uh, in class. He was like, "What's that?" He's I'm obviously like, maintaining discipline, like he did at your old school. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I think it must be some sort of like wet break, but it's Australia. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I mean, tell us, I don't know anything about it. So tell me, what what is the show? So it's a uh, it's a comedy game show, uh, a family friendly comedy game show called Flinch. Uh, there are three hosts, myself, Sean Walsh and Desiree Birch, uh, and then there are eight contestants in each episode. Um, every They have three challenges each to do, and every challenge we pick one of those contestants um, just by, by look out of, out of a pop, and they rack up points for us. Mm-hmm. So they have to go and do these ridiculous challenges. So, for example, one of them is they're sat in a, a, a mechanical chair in a above a skip that is full of like horrible uh, um, vegetable water and then a washing machine will just come and fly at their face um, <laughs> and they're not allowed to flinch and if they flinch they then get kind of a, a punishment and that is obviously being thrown into this uh, skip of, uh, of water uh, and then whoever has the most accumulative flinches at the end has to do a uh, has to do their own challenge so there was a bit of jeopardy for me uh, Desiree and Sean in that kind of we were rooting for 
the uh, the ex SAS man as opposed to the uh, very scared um, eighteen year old drama student. If you're pitching, I suppose it's kind of it's not like total wipeout meets a bit of Taskmaster. You know, it's got that kind of feel, but it's all set in a barn, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like wipeout meets jackass meets yeah. kind of uh, a little bit of combined to me, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and it is set in a barn about thirty five minutes outside of uh, Belfast, right? And where the health and safety laws are very lax. <laughs> Let me tell thee. Yeah, um, and and to be fair, they didn't tell us much about what we were going to be doing. And I think had they told us probably a bit more, we would have been a bit hesitant before signing the contract. Because you try a lot of these challenges yourselves, don't you, on the show? Well, yeah, basically we get one of us loses, and every show, so there's mm. ten uh, ten episodes in in the series, and then one of us has to do them at the end. And uh, I mean, I was. I'm, in, in the edit, they weren't all filmed in order. Yeah. So actually, I think the one that, you, that is in episode one is actually episode uh, nine. Right. That we actually filmed in order. Um, but yeah, you're scared. You really are scared because <laughs> you don't really want to be inflicted pain. Yeah. yeah there's, no, an, I there's an episode that. guide here on uh, www.comedy.co.uk. Right. Good uh, First episode. Contestants go for a dizzying dip. Target practice takes an electrifying turn. A train carrying special cargo causes a big stink. Mm. Uh, episode two, popping balloons, swinging tyres and a chicken feeding frenzy separate the flinchers from the fearless. Yeah, OK. Fireworks put a judge in a painful position. The rest of it, they just go, contestants f- face a fresh array of alarming challenges. OK, they didn't know that sort of detail <laughs> off the that, show too. The, the train one, the train one, basically there was a quite a large... Uh, model railway that kind of like just just went by you, but about honestly about four centimeters away from your nose. And each carriage had uh, different things on it, so rotten meat with uh, complete with maggots, um, <laughs> cheese that was one of some of the worst cheese I've ever heard. Um, Storstrumming, which is that fish from Sweden that you have to open underwater because it stinks so much. Wow. Um, and uh, I have got very sensitive nostrils at the best of times. Right. And I, yeah, I threw up in a burn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did you see like that? A, it was like an 18-year-old birthday party all over again. Oh, um, no. But, yeah, so, it, was, uh, it was fun. So they're all available now, yeah? So they, um, I think the term is dropped. They Dro- dropped, dropped on okay. Friday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. We actually filmed it a year ago. Um, oh, okay. We actually filmed it a year ago. Uh, yeah, say like thirty-five minutes outside of Ballyclare, and it, it was it was it was it was it was really uh, it was it was it was. And they're half it's an weird. hour, are they? Or yeah, about twenty-five minutes. About yeah. twenty-five minutes long. So it's okay. interesting, isn't it? Doing a concert where you re- do something a year before time, and it's you know you pre-record ten, as opposed to Soccer AM, which is yeah. live three hours live. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really weird having 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 kind of recorded it, and then there were months where I forgot that I'd done it. Um, and then they go oh by the way this is coming out in, mm. in, in May and then you go oh yeah and then you have to watch it back again to figure out what happened yeah. Um, but yeah he's very very weird and obviously doing soccer and that is live every single Saturday morning um, but yeah just different Different, completely different show, really. Good stuff. So go and check it out. Flinch on. Uh, well, I say completely Netflix. different. I mean, yeah. I'm still I'm still the fat idiot in both of them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there's a, there's a theme. So That's you are it. a Grimsby Town fan and yes. the club uh, creditable ish seventeenth uh, <laughs> yep. this season in League Two. So uh, how, do you, how do you view the season? Well, we finished higher than uh, the playing budget that we've got. So I think that is always... I think we've got the third lowest playing budget in the in So the you league. should have been Macclesfield, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Essentially, we should have been Macclesfield. But what, what a job Sol Campbell did. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, incredible. Kept him up, yeah. I know because he got, he, you know, he got a lot of stick at the start. You know, obviously, oh, yeah, no, he's, 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 he came he's had, out rightly had the credit because no one gave him a prayer and people no said, one. "What's he going there? He's done a good job." And he came in there, and he, you know, and it, obviously horrible to see Notts County uh, get relegated out of the football league. That was always a good, uh, a good away day. But yeah, we finished higher than the playing uh, budget we've got. Um, wasn't a spectacular ending. What was really good, a lot of new young players coming through, um, and then we had a player of the season awards on uh, Saturday. James McEwen, the Grimsby Town goalkeeper. Pick Picked up player of the year, I think, for the third or fourth year running. I mean, I hope he stays. I love him. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. sound like you think he's going to. Well, he's just too good, yeah. I think. But um, let's hope, for, you know, that they do keep up. He's under contract, but, you know, these mm. things always change. Don't they? We were talking earlier on about the lot of the goalkeeper and the fine margins. And Andy made a very good point about Mark Travers, the young uh, Republic of Ireland uh, goalkeeper who played for Bournemouth in his first game against Spurs the other day. I think he, his name was probably the most Googled name in <laughs> two hours on Saturday. Because yeah. I was, I, I think I know about goalkeepers, but... I had no idea. Well, it was a, it the was point a, you made was a good one, I thought. Well, it was amazing, wasn't it? Because Maurer had a shot yep. and it didn't go in. It was like a Pele in the 1970 World yeah, Cup in his own he, half. But he was kind of out of position. And had that gone in right at the start of that game, mm-hmm. his whole confidence and everything, his yeah, whole career could have been different. And So it was really, brilliant. it was a yard. It was a yard the side of the post, yeah. that shot. And if that and goes in, it's a difference. Good, it's, who knows, the and kid's career sliding doors moment. That was. Also, like because you got that save in early doors, you know, not the best save in the world, you know, not the worst save in the world, but because you got that confidence, then, crikey, I mean, he had a game enough. Yeah. Didn't he? I thought the best one, actually, mm. it weren't the reflex saves. I thought it was the one that Mora took down and then got into a one-on-one, yeah. and he stayed on his feet, and that was that was a great bit of goal. Stayed on his feet. He kind of looked like a little bit like De Gea. When, uh, yeah, Gea, yeah, he Gea did. Does, uh, um, but he just looked, we were at Bournemouth um, in the week, actually. We did uh, a You Know the Drill with Jimmy Tubes. And uh, and Fenners, and we went down there, and the goalkeepers were training, but and Arter and uh, Asmir were were in training, but we, we didn't even see see this lad. So I'm That's not sure well. if he was. Apparently, being... scored on his debut. No, I was reading. Uh, Paul... He scored on his. Who did? He, goalkeeper. Well, Mark the goalkeeper. Travers. Yeah, scored on his debut. Yeah, he did. What? He, he said he well, scored the he scored the winner in his first game on loan at Weymouth in a three-two Southern League victory over Bishop Stortford. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, uh, Weymouth fans who saw that, let us know this afternoon. So you got the summer off then, if soccer I am. Bit of yeah, break. so we got the last show of the season on on Saturday. Uh, guests so far, I, th- I think I'm allowed to say this. If not, then I'll get told off the next hour. Uh, Michael Sheen and uh, Jack Whitehall, um, yeah. and one football guest TBC. Uh, so yeah, we're kind of like going off with a bang on on Saturday morning. It's been fun. Another another forty weeks. It's a long season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah not much. It's been a great season, though. I think. Oh, it's been a great season. Yeah. You know. Yeah. In, in terms of the title race, in terms of some of the football we've seen, I think it's been there was all, so much still the top and bottom do. of all the leagues. There was yeah. something kind of going to the wire, more or less, wasn't it? It's yeah. quite funny chatting to a few of the, the guys that work at, in, in Sky Sports uh, in, in the football department. And they're like, this has been the busiest season we've had because just there's so much going on. Mm. The title isn't decided. So many English teams still left in, you know, in the cup and have mm. been in Europe and stuff. So it's just been, uh, it's been non-stop, especially when it's a season where there's no there's a bit of downtime. Yeah, I mean. yeah. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Well, there we are. And uh, tagged on there, you may have, uh, you did notice a bit of Tancredi Palmieri, of course, Italian football expert. Um, we only put it in because our producer uh, liked the way he said balls on a very bad line so it's infantile but you know he's the producer he can do what he likes so we will catch up with you tomorrow from one thanks for downloading us small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 